You're listening to the RCF Podcast. I'm here today with Alice. Hello. And we're going to be discussing the most crucial discipline for the Christian life. It seems like a no-brainer. The most crucial discipline for the Christian life is Bible intake. Even over prayer? That may be a surprise to some, but yes. The right practice of all the other spiritual disciplines actually flow out of our Bible intake. We're actually going to talk about prayer in the next episode, and we'll discuss then why you need Bible intake to have an effective prayer life. But for now, we're going to focus on this incredibly important discipline of Bible intake. Why do you need it and how you can grow in this area? So first of all, the why. I would argue that you cannot grow in spiritual maturity apart from Scripture. If you're going through your life with your Bible closed, you're cutting off the primary means by which God speaks to us and the means by which he shows us our sin and equips us to live in such a way that glorifies and pleases him. I definitely agree. In fact, I remember being about 20 years old and I had this aha moment realizing that I had never read the entire Bible before. And I was thinking, how can I call myself a Christian and say that I believe all of this if I haven't even read the whole Bible? That's not to say that you have to read all of the Bible before you become a Christian, right? Of course. But I had been professing to be a Christian for 13 years at that point, and I'd never read through the entire Bible. I knew a lot of the New Testament from what I'd been taught in church, but I'd never read it for myself. So it makes you wonder if what you had been taught was true and accurate. Yeah, and I would definitely say that spiritual growth was lacking in my life at that point. 1 Peter 2 2 says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. What's the pure spiritual milk there? Well, that would be the Word of God. Yeah. The Apostle Peter is saying that it is absolutely crucial for our spiritual growth. One of the scriptures that comes to my mind is Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So what this verse shows us is that God's word works deep within us to change us. Yeah, it's incredibly important to our sanctification. You can see that in John 17, 17, when Jesus prays for his disciples saying, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Are we going to be sanctified and grow apart from God's word, doing that work of piercing our hearts and showing us how God wants to change our lives? No. I also like Colossians 3, verse 16, which begins with, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Think about this. How are you going to teach and admonish one another without the word? That's a good point. And I love how Psalm 119 is filled with the importance of Scripture, even telling us that it's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. It guides us. And if the Bible isn't our lamp, then what path are we actually following? Yeah, Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. So it is enduring in a world where everything is constantly changing. Cultural values are changing. Uh, What people understand to be right and wrong is changing. But the Word of God stands. It's a constant, and it gives us that foundation to stand on. And we could also mention Romans 15, 4, which says, 
For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. And the Apostle Paul was talking about the Old Testament scriptures there. The Old Testament law and the prophets are still important, even to us today. All of those passages give us a snapshot of the why. Do you want to grow closer to God? Do you want to get to know Him better? Take in the Bible. It's going to impact your prayer life. It will impact how you relate to others, your encouragement, your counsel, your evangelism. All of that will be impacted by your Bible intake. And most importantly, it will impact your heart and your love for God. So then naturally, the next question is, how do we get more of the Bible in us? How can we develop this spiritual discipline of Bible intake? Today, for our purposes, we want to focus on the hearing, reading, and studying aspects. Reading is a great place to start. And if you can read, you can read the Bible. Yes, and we tend to make excuses. I know that I did when I was younger. I I would say, I'm just not a reader. But like many of you listening to this podcast, here I was in college reading textbooks, and I never seemed to have trouble reading an article about my favorite sports team. So what we normally mean when we make the excuse that we're not a reader is not that we can't read, but that we don't enjoy reading, and we haven't disciplined ourselves in that area. And a good place to start in reading is to make sure that you have a good translation of the Bible that's understandable. Mm -hmm. We here at RCF most often use the English Standard Version or the ESV, but there's a lot of other good ones out there as well. Just you want to make sure that it's an actual translation and not a paraphrase like the Message Bible or the Passion Translation, which we don't at all recommend. No, not at If you're finding it hard to read the Bible, look at perhaps using a different translation. There are some good translations out there. We can even look at multiple translations online and help us get a better understanding. And let me say, if English isn't your first language, get a Bible translation in your language. That's really important. Yeah. I think another thing that many people struggle with when they don't read the Bible regularly is not understanding the context. If you don't read books of the Bible as a whole, if you're just reading selected sections of scripture or even just a verse of the day, you can completely miss the context of the passage. And one thing we say all the time here at RCF is context matters. Mm -hmm. And that's why we study entire books of the Bible. We don't want to miss the context. Yeah, I hear so many people say that they just randomly open up the Bible and try to start reading. And if that's how you do your Bible reading, you are going to struggle to be consistent because you will open up passages that don't make sense if you haven't read them in context. Or worse, you think that something means something completely different because you haven't read the full context. So read consecutively, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through a book of the Bible. And here's another issue. One study showed that people who are generally disengaged from Bible reading read the Bible depending on their mood. If you're waiting until that moment when you feel like reading the Bible, how often are you going to read it? Probably not very often. And you may tend to only go to the same passages over and over again, and eventually that gets boring, and you think, I've read this already. And one other thing, Alice, you mentioned the verse of the day. And many people have a verse of the day that maybe pops up on their phone at a certain time each day. That's great. That can be helpful to draw our thoughts toward God, but that shouldn't be the extent of our Bible intake for the day. We need so much more than that. But also, it can give us a wrong understanding of God and of the Bible. 
I remember a few years ago reading a great article titled something like, Beware of the Instagram Bible. And in that article, the author warned us that just reading a verse on Instagram comforts but rarely convicts. It emotes but rarely exhorts. It warms but rarely warns. And I think we could really say the same thing about the verse of the day. We normally don't see verses that are really convicting or warning us on Instagram or on our app. The example that the author of that article gave was Judges chapter 19, where the guy cuts his concubine into pieces. That's never your verse of the day, right? (laughs) And imagine if you were just flipping open your Bible randomly and you came to that verse but had no context. But as we saw from Romans 15, Paul says that the Old Testament was given for our instruction. There are lessons that we are to learn from even those hard passages. That's true. Also, if we think of the Word of God as our spiritual food, if we're just reading one or two verses a day... It'd be like having one bite of good food a day. Right. That's basically spiritual anorexia. There's no way that you can thrive on that. There's no way that you could be getting everything that you need. You wouldn't survive on one or two bites of food in a day. Exactly. Reading the Bible is important. But another way to intake the Bible is to study the Bible. And Donald Whitney wrote a book titled Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, which is an excellent book, by the way. Mm -hmm. But Donald Whitney says the basic difference between Bible reading and Bible study is simply a pen and paper. And now I know many of you do not actually use a pen and paper, but maybe use your laptop and type your notes and questions. Either way, the idea is that you're not just reading scripture, but you're engaging with it. Have a pen and paper, get your laptop out, whatever you need to do in order to really dive into studying the text. Definitely. And one really useful tool for that is to have a good study Bible. There are lots of good study Bibles out there. The ESV study Bible is, again, one that we've found to be really helpful. And another thing, as you study, it's helpful to ask the right questions. There's a book out there called How to Eat Your Bible, and the author suggests that we should ask three questions as we study the Bible. What does it say? What does it mean? And how do I apply it? So as you're studying a passage, you're looking for what does it say about God and what does it say about us, about humanity? And what does it mean? What is the purpose of the text? And then, how do I apply it? Or how do I walk in obedience to God in light of what this text is saying? And I want to caution us here that the question, what does it mean, is different than asking, what does it mean to me? I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble when reading the Bible, Mm -hmm. thinking that it can have a specific meaning to an individual. But the passage has one meaning. It means what the author intended it to mean. Now, there can be many ways that you can apply the scripture that's unique to your life situation, but we want to make sure that we're not drawing out a meaning from the text that the author didn't intend. So always ask, what would the original readers and hearers have understood this passage to mean? And that's somewhat of a deep question. It takes some study. Right. Yeah, it does take some study. Who wrote it? Who was it written to? Those types of questions are helpful. That's what you don't get from one verse. So make sure that you're not taking away something completely different than how those original readers would have understood the passage. Yes. 
And I love Acts 17.11 that references the Bereans and how they took what Paul said and they compared it to the scriptures. Well, it says that they received the word of God with all eagerness, and then they examined the scriptures daily. That's a key word there. They examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Exactly. So we want to make sure that when we study the Bible, that we're looking at the context. The book of James also talks about being doers of the word. How can we apply God's word if we don't read it and study it? One thing that's helpful as you dive into scripture is to read it and study it and hear it with the intention of passing it on. We've talked about that in a previous podcast about listening to sermons, but it applies here as well. It's really helpful if I'm reading it and thinking, how would I share this with my friends, with my family, with my neighbors? So you mentioned hearing, and that's our third area of Bible intake that we want to talk about today. Obviously, the first scripture that comes to mind is Romans 10, 17, which says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That shows us the importance of hearing the word. 1 Timothy 4, 13, Paul tells Timothy, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. So there is that element that is necessary for us to intake the Bible with public reading, exhortation and teaching. So as we hear it read and as we hear it taught, we start to take it in differently than when we just read it alone. Yeah, you're using different parts of your brain when you read and when you hear. In listening to it, you may hear something that you didn't catch when you were reading. You may hear a different emphasis. That's why one of my favorite ways to take in the Bible every day is listening to it. There are lots of audio Bibles on various Bible apps, um, but there's also podcasts that will read portions of scripture to you every day. In fact, there are some that go through the whole Bible in a year. I'm one of those people who like the visual and audio at the same time, and that really helps me to grasp what is being said. And another way we can intake the Bible through hearing and It's a really important way is to listen to good sermons, listen to good preaching where you're not just hearing the word, but you're hearing the word being taught. You're hearing it expositionally, where they're walking you through the scriptures and helping you pull out what is this telling us about God, about humanity, and how do we apply it? Those are some things to look for in a good sermon. Yeah, again, we did a previous podcast on preaching. That was episode 10, where we explained some of that. But you want to walk away from having heard preaching and teaching and ask, do I know this text better through that sermon? Do I understand the meaning of the text in context? If the sermon is just someone quoting a verse or two and then talking for 30 minutes about a topic or telling stories, I may walk away knowing what that guy thinks, but I may not necessarily know what the text means in the context of the book. A good teacher or a good preacher will walk through a passage and explain the text to help you understand the Bible better. Look for that when you're looking for those podcasts or if you're looking for a good church. And let me also encourage you, if you're listening to sermons online, to listen to ones that correlate with what you're already reading and studying on your own, because that's going to help you with your Bible intake. If you're going through the book of Ephesians on your own, reading it and studying it, then go look up some good sermons from reputable expository preachers and teachers who are walking through the book of Ephesians. Don't start there, read and study, but then let that go hand in hand with your study. 
that could really help you as you take it in. So as we wrap up, because I know we're running short on time, I just wanted to reference a couple more scriptures. Okay. Um, 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So what this verse is saying is that scripture trains us, it equips us so that we can be complete and ready for whatever God has for us. So that goes back to the why. Why Bible intake is so important. Do you want to be equipped to be used by God? Well, he uses his word as a means of doing that. Absolutely. And one other verse, Matthew 4, 4 says, But he, Jesus, answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like I said earlier, the word of God is our spiritual food. We must partake every single day, not just a bite here and there. We really need to feast on the word of God. And Jesus is battling Satan there in that verse. He's using the word of God to answer those temptations from Satan in the wilderness. So that's a very important reason why we also need Bible intake. And not just knowing the scriptures, but knowing the scriptures in context. Right. So I hope that you're encouraged to dive deeper into scripture reading this week and make this a daily habit in your life. I know that most professing Christians don't read the Bible daily, and many people don't read it at all. According to American Bible Society in 2022, daily Bible reading among Americans was only at 10%. So daily Bible intake is not something that you're going to find amongst most people that you run into. Don't look around at your church and say, well, most people aren't doing it, so I don't need to either. Well, they may not be, but they also aren't the ones that you want to emulate. If you're a Christian that wants to grow, imitate those who are disciplining themselves for the purpose of godliness and growing. I like this quote from D.L. Moody, who said, either the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. And that is absolutely true. I think all of us can attest to that in our own lives of times when we've been entangled in sin and have not wanted to go to the scriptures because we don't want to be faced with the conviction of our sin. Mm-hmm. You know, it only takes 70 to 75 hours to read through the entire Bible. When we stop and think about it, that's not very much. Not at all. To read through the entire Bible. Those of you who are students, How many hours are you spending studying the subject matter that's in the major field of your study? Whether it's engineering or pharmacy or nursing or whatever, you're probably spending hundreds of hours a year in class and reading and studying on your own. But what if you decided, let's say, to only study a total of one hour a week, hearing and reading and studying that particular subject? How long would it take you to become proficient in engineering or pharmacy or nursing, etc.? Obviously, you're not going to get very far. So why do we think that we can live on minimal Bible intake and still grow our knowledge of God and in our relationship with Him? Too many Christians tell me that they want to grow in their faith, but they're only reading or studying the Bible at church or at a Bible study. Depending on how long you're actually studying the Bible, since on a regular Sunday service, the sermon and Bible reading is probably only 30 or maybe 45 minutes long, or if you go to Bible study where the actual Bible study time is 20 to 30 minutes, add that all up, 
and you're only maybe getting 50 to 75 hours of Bible intake in a year if you attend every week. You probably take in more content than that on your phone in a week or maybe two weeks. So it's important that if you want to grow in the faith, you need daily time in God's Word. What can you do this week to start developing that habit of time with God in the Scriptures? It's going to affect your spiritual growth and your entire life. And if you're not reading the Bible already, you may not want to jump in at an hour a day, but set a goal and start smaller to start developing that habit. And accountability is really helpful for that as well. Because without accountability, just trying to do it on your own, you're probably going to fade away. And let me close with this. Jesus said in John 8:31, "If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Let me encourage you, Christian, spend time reading, studying, and hearing the word so that you can live accordingly. Alice, thanks for jumping in on this podcast. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to the RCF podcast. If you'd like more info on RCF, visit our website, roadiefellowship.com or our Instagram page at roadiefellowship.